Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're currently listening to the free version of Let Me Talk. If you want longer, ad-free episodes, even earlier, head to lmtpod.com to find out how you subscribe. Let me talk! Let me talk! Let me talk! One, two... Well, just when you're hoping for a quiet Sunday evening podcast recording, Manchester City hosts Tottenham and some Barclays happens. More dropped points, three Premier League draws in a row now and one or two talking points, let's say. This is Let Me Talk. I'm David Mooney. With me is the Athletic City correspondent, Sam Lee. Hello, Sam. Hello. All right. That's a game to warm the cockles, isn't it? In the sense of it being like a good game, yeah. I don't think anybody's listening to this in the context of, oh, that was a good, fun game. Let's go and relive it. It's, it's very much an inquest kind of feel to it. Yes. Um, and basically, before we go on to get into all the nuts and bolts, I think the overall picture of why it happened and why it's been happening recently, and it's not a perfect explanation because, like I said, the Leipzig game the other night, they picked all those players to give you the magic, the magic word, and they were shite anyway. So maybe it runs deeper than that. But Guardiola after the game was talking about um, defensive problems mainly. But, you know, he said mistakes. And look, it was Akanji and Diaz in midweek. Um, on Sunday, it was like, well, Doku and Edison for the for the first one. No, not Kind of notable. Mm. And he said the quality of the opponents. And look, if Alexander-Arnold scores a goal from outside the box, as we saw on Sunday, that can happen. You know, if Son is dangerous on the break, that can happen. Um, Guardiola talked about Brennan Johnson doing really well, the cross, and Kulisevsky scoring a great header. Yeah, we'll, we, we, we will hear all of this from Guardiola later on. I've got it already. But yeah, so, yeah. Can't, can't argue. Can't argue with any of that. Well, this kind of this is trying to tie it all together. But then obviously you've got issues like you can just see for yourself what was the issue in the first half. City were excellent, but just didn't score. Haaland, the most obvious example, but didn't take their chances. That was the big issue there. So you've got the two, and again, Guardiola, as you'll hear, he kind of linked it to his first season. And not in the sense that it's all shit and there's going to be problems, but just in the sense that he didn't say these words, but what did he keep saying in the first season? Both. Not strong enough in the boxes. Both boxes. And what was Both the problem? Boxes. Yeah, yeah. And what was the problem today? What was the problem against Liverpool? Not so much problem with the defences against Liverpool, but in the box, in the attacking box, missed chances. Same thing. So it's like that. But... So that's two of your issues today and at other times this season, recently. The one tying it all together, and I know this is, is that this is a pure say the line bar. If Martin's having <laughs> got a podcast, he'd, call it, he'd talk about FFP and the cartel every week. I've got a podcast, I talk about control every week. That's what it is. And I, like, I'm sorry if it's boring, but that's what it is. Why are there three all draws? Why are there four all draws? Why is Phil Foden having some of his best games for City at Chelsea and on Sunday? in games that are four-all and three-all. It's because you've got amazing players like Doku, Haaland, Foden and Alvarez. No problem with any of them. But when there's no balance, and this might be overly simplistic, 
but why do you think it's for all? Because they can all create stuff, but they can't control the game. Mm. And it's fine, because if you put Foden in a team, let's say it was a team from end of last season, or the Champions League final, but let's say De Bruyne's injury happened a couple of weeks before the Champions League final, a few weeks before, a month before. Foden can play in that inside role, or Alvarez can play in that inside role instead of De Bruyne, if he's next to Gundogan, if he's got Bernardo on his right, he's got Grealish on the left. Fine, there's no problem with that. There's no problem with that. Later in this season, let's say you've got Bernardo Silva on the right, you've got De Bruyne in the team. Let's say you've got a, a much better Kovacic as the kind of Gundogan replacement, obviously Rodri behind, and you've got Haaland up front, obviously, and you've got Doku on the left. Fine. There's enough of a structure there. There's enough players there to cherish possession, to know the right decisions. Again, one of the things Guardiola said when he was talking about the individual quality of Spurs and the third goal, he mentioned Alvarez, should have kept possession rather than tried to find Haaland. That was in the build-up to the second goal. He tried to turn the ball around the corner. They've lost the ball. It's not really a, like it's a mistake, okay? But like it's you can't hammer him for it. But and it, and it's not like oh well, he's shit and Gundogan's. They're just different players. If Gundogan's playing, he's not making that pass. You keep the ball, and it, it's just as simple as that. And if you do these things loads of times in the game, you get loads of good things. You get loads of goals, and it's not like there's problems every single time. But it contributes. It's this drip, drip, drip effect. If you don't have control of the game. And I just think that is the biggest kind of overall thing we're seeing this season. I think that is factual. Now, it's fact that is factual. They haven't got the same control as last season. And it's factual because they're playing with different players. Mm. They're still really good. There's no problem with that. There's just a bit of a difference if they're not controlling games. If you've got end-to-end, high-scoring games, I think that's the biggest reason. So you've got the factual element. They haven't got as much control. My input on it, my opinion on it, is that's the kind of biggest factor at the moment that might not be right there might be something going on behind the scenes there might be despite what Guardiola says and this is just all hypothetical there might be complacency that means that Walker's not playing well or Diaz is making mistakes or you know whatever there may be other reasons to it that are more vital actually than they're not keeping the ball so much but as what as far as what I can tell as far as what I know about this City team how it works over the years as far as what I know about what they feel about the setup at the moment, about other people who watch City and know how they work. And what we can actually see as well, yeah. What we can actually see. The information available to me, the biggest thing is the lack of control. And like the boxes thing, and the other, I'm not I'm not worried, you know me, to a fault, I'm not going to worry about City. You know, because I'll put it in my article, but you spend so much time worrying about what's going on with City. By the time you think you've got an answer, they fixed it. The last time there was like an inquest about I'm not sure what's going on was after the Spurs game in February. They won the triple. There's loads more time to go. They've lost. They've, they've drawn the last three games. Kind of feels like losses, but obviously it's not. But they're only three points behind Arsenal. They were further behind Arsenal last year. They had more problems last year. If you compare City now to the end of last season, of course they're not as good. If you compare them now to the start of last season, it's probably about the same. Oh, we know they clicked into gear. So all that is fine. It's weird at the moment how they're, they don't allow many shots. They've no team has conceded fewer shots on goal in the Premier League. They're second lowest in terms of shots on target. When I asked Guardiola about the um, kind of lack of clean sheets on Monday before the Leipzig game, he was like, we can see two or three shots per game. And it's right. I think the average now is 2.86 shots on target per game. It's the lowest in the league, obviously. Like they're not letting teams it's, have loads of chances. It's funny that but because you can't... It's easy to score against them. Yeah. And I just think it's because of this drip, drip, drip of if you're going to allow allow good teams to keep attacking, they're going to score eventually, especially if for whatever reason, 
Yeah, Haaland's missing what thirty percent more of his chances than he did last season. Even if that's not the exact number, because the the numbers I just gave about two point eight six, that is exact. The Haaland thing I don't know, but for whatever reason he's missing chances. For whatever reason, other players are missing chances as well. But it's the drip, 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 and this is why people don't. The people who don't appreciate Grealish is because the sim the simple little things aren't exciting, and what Docker does is more exciting. But the simple little things do help City get what they need and look he's not played well this season overall mm. Grealish fine and like the reason Doku played at Chelsea because he was playing really well so sometimes it's not just a control thing it's not just a balance of the team thing it's just okay well this guy's playing better and Grealish wasn't playing well I get that but if you're looking at reasons why it's a little bit different to last season it is just a fact they haven't got all those players on the pitch you can kind of regulate and control the game and if you're not playing with that you're still going to have because they're so good a team that's near the top of the table but you're also going to have a bit of a drop off where it just feels and looks like there's a bit missing. And again, why do you have three or four all draws? It's because they got great players who are great going forward and they're having good games. Like Foden had a good game again today. I thought off the board he was really good. I know you spotted an example of where he wasn't, which we'll talk about, I presume. But I thought he was really good. And it's not an issue with those players. It's just there's too many of them. Too many attacking players in the same lineup. But it would be the same issue if you had too many players who didn't take those risks. You need the balance and they haven't got the balance and that's why we are where we are. So everything will talk about from now on should make more sense with that context yeah that well at least maybe it's not true but that's how i see it and everything that we're going to talk about is kind of going to be seen through that prism really like i say the leipzig game they had all those players on the pitch and it was a shambles anyway so maybe there's something else going on but that's how i see it yeah and i think it's important to remember as well like, like with all of that as you say the the kind of drip 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 of it the it is possible for there not to be a single reason why things have gone in a particular mm. way, and it's like it's a combination of factors, and it, it kind of it kind of leads me into my analysis of the the way the game went against Spurs as well, in the sense of like individual errors played a part in in the result, poor defending at times played a part in the result, you know, missing chances played a part in the result, a shambolic refereeing decision at the end played a part in the result, but you can't put all of your eggs in one of those baskets to say, well, this was the reason why the game went the way it did. Um, Let's, I mean, let's get Guardiola's thoughts to start with then on uh, the performance. He was obviously the first question in the press conference was about the refereeing decision, um, and he basically says he, he did that thing where he just info dumped his analysis on the uh, of the game first off, um, and this is what he said: "The game was really good for both sides. So we played a fantastic first half. The second half, they make a step forward for the ball possession, but even with that, was good and quite similar." In everything, we were really, really good. I would say in the first half, much, much better. We could score more, but uh, yeah, it's football. Have to manage uh, better, and the action it's football. So we, I make a mistake. So uh, players make a mistakes, and surprise me for the fact that, he, like you said, no, in the moment when Erling go down for the action from Davis, in the moment they whistle, it's it's fine. But in that moment, stand up, continue, and the referee make that gesture, play on, play on. And after make the pass and after stop the game. So that is, I don't want to criticize them. So in the touchline, sometimes I I lose my mind and my gesture is not proper. But here normally I'm for many years. So as a manager, I'm not the guy like when I'm more fresh to come in. And that's primarily for the gesture. But I would say no, we didn't draw for that. So... 
So they are happy, uh, Tottenham for the point, and uh, we are a little bit less happy, but the performance quite similar like we have done lately. So the people say, oh, you are concerned about the goals you concede. Yeah, of course, but how many chances we concede? So it's ridiculous. So we concede nothing. But every time for our mistakes or for the quality for the opponents, we concede a goal and after it's more and more difficult. But uh, yeah, still a lot of games. So and that is the point. So we are in the position that it happened lately, what is going to ha it's happening. So, okay, let's go. Challenge this situation. In a good things, in a good moment, the teams don't be defined. So now is what it is. It's not the first time we, we face these situations that we are playing good, playing good, but the results don't come. Always we find a way to find a solution. But today, lately, we are struggling a little bit. I remember a little bit the first season, like uh, we were playing good. The people don't remember. I remember perfectly because it was not good that season in terms of titles. But we were playing, yeah, good. And we could not resolve results. So insist. The only, the only medicine I got or I learned from my period as a player manager of managers when you are playing in the level we are playing lately is insist, insist, and insist. And after we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, and uh, again, that's well, I was an info dump. Well, you've had two now. Yeah. You've had mine and his. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, when he was speaking there, it made me think of. Um, like uh, some uh, just a comment that I made on one of the podcasts a few uh, like either last week or the week before about uh, the concept of expected goals and just about how it's not it, it's not a hard and fast rule about who should win the game it's not a measure of that but it's a measure of the quality of your chances and you look at, at city's stats for this season for all of the games where they've drawn recently um they've in that kind of you know twitter way that that people take the piss out of they've won the xg they've played fairly well and and, and done well in the games mate in the first half they were brilliant yeah exactly and um you look at, at uh, the other time that that's happened, the 1920 season. Now, I'm, I want to immediately step in and say I don't think this season's like that so far. Um, but the uh, that season, they were. You look at the head-to-head -head with Liverpool and 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 the positions in the table. City had a better expected goals throughout the course of the season. They had a better expected points throughout the season, and they had a better expected goals against. And yet, the physical outcome of the season was that Liverpool played better football and won more games. And sometimes, like the stats, don't always tell the story. You can't always kind of build your build your um, analysis around that. But at the same time, you build that into you watch the way City are playing. And nineteen twenty was a, an obvious example of every fifth or sixth game I think we were saying it was it was about that where they just chuck in a performance where they keep the ball all day and never score and they just never look like scoring and that isn't happening right now they're playing they're playing well that, that, like for the majority of that game against against Spurs I thought City were were, were really good and were, were the better team and comfortably ahead in the in the game and yet individual moments keep coming along and, and, and causing you problems and it's it is interesting to kind of see what the solution to that could possibly be because I don't like you can't just say well it's that you can't just kind of tweak it and, and come in and say well we need to just defend these moments better it's like well yeah of course we do that's like like like, like, like that can't be the, the the kind of end game of the analysis there has to be something more than that I just don't know what it is well when I said I don't think there is like in terms of that like that was kind of my question to Guardiola on the back of it Having, I think I already asked him. Like, how does you know? In terms of control, I was I was trying to get his thoughts on it a couple of weeks ago. Like, how does it how does it affect things when you have got these different players? And like full disclosure, he said it doesn't. Hmm. But full disclosure, I don't believe him. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Um, and yeah, like for good reason. Fine, fair enough. Um, I mean, he obviously doesn't want to fuel any particular narrative, um, least of all mine. So fine. Um, but yeah, in terms of after the game, his comments on on Sunday, my question it was like, well, if it is mistakes, what do you do? And he, he just went back to that word which he used in that first answer. Just insist, you know, keep keep doing what they're doing, playing what they're playing. And look, he obviously was said the, said the performance was really good. I know a lot of people disagree with that. Um, but we'll get to that. But mm. in terms of just improve, it, it has to be, doesn't it? Like Ruben Diaz, put your head back on. Yeah. Like just, um, and, and again with Guardiola, maybe because I think Guardiola's been great so far. Um, but you know there are, there are games when it's like he's been great, apart from this or apart from that. And you know, towards when he came off on Sunday, it was it was a bit like, oh come on, mate, like play the game, that, that kind of thing, like. But then you know it, it wasn't him who got jumped above for the for the equaliser. It was no, Ake. Ake, yeah. Ake is probably their best in the air. Immediately after, um, like we did a podcast last week where we said, "Ake, you want you you want him challenging everybody." It's just like it's, he, yeah. he always wins headers, and, and he then did. he didn't. But that's it. But I mean, there, it is just that. So that my question was kind of like, well, what what do you do on like the training ground? Um, when it is just a case of well, what do you do? Tell Haaland to score from eight yards out, a sitter. Okay, tell Diaz to sort himself out. Like, what, what do you actually do? But when he talks about insist, and again, this is this is where it's my interpretation of it. It's not a fact, but when he talks about insist and you know keep playing like that, he didn't even say get better, but it's just you just keep keep doing it for a start. But it is improve as well, and it is just in, improving in terms of those moments in the game when you know if if there isn't going to be a balance all season, because um, look, I mean, fucking our Villa on Wednesday night. That's not going to be. That's not going to be pretty, even if City win. No, nobody's nobody's available either. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, Rod, uh, Rodri I mean, suspended, just, Grealish suspended. That'll be fun. Yeah, exa- well, exactly. Like, just the podcast should just be the first seven minutes of me talking at the start of this <laughs> and say, and Rodri and Grealish won't play. Like, that's that's it. And Doku possibly because he came off with a bit of an injury. So yeah, forget it. Um, but yeah, it's it's insist, but it, it is improve as well. And it's like you say, if you if you got all if you're going to play all this season with players who are a bit more direct then it's going to be insist on and this isn't what Guardiola was saying I don't think maybe he means he means it privately maybe he doesn't but it's going to be insist on just can you just have a little bit of it I know it's your nature to try and play this way because that's who you are but can you just like slow it down a bit and I, th- I think Doku's got a great appreciation of that there was a there was a, a perfect opportunity in the first half to, to counter attack mm. and especially for him of all yeah, people and he, he didn't I, I, yeah I remember thinking at the time he didn't take it yeah, yeah but he knows like he's He's read the script. He knows. He knows. He knows. And look, Foden's improving. Foden's doing great, much better stuff. He did an interview with a City website after the Leipzig game, and he said himself, you know, in terms of playing in the middle, he needs to improve on the defensive side of the game, which was the whole Southgate controversy earlier in the season. And then Guardiola backed it up, and you know, he, Southgate's right. And you know, Foden's kind of admitted that. But like, he's in, he's improving, but that he's still never going to be. You know, you you can't and you wouldn't want to make Alvarez. And Foden, Gundogan, you wouldn't want them to. But it's just like if if City season depends on controlling more matches, and they're going to let's say you know De Bruyne doesn't come back fit, or you know Stones keeps having problems or whatever, then you're going to need the solutions, and the solutions going to have to be all right, lads. You're just going to have to rein it in a bit. And again, that's harder to coach, but at least you can coach that rather than go to Haaland and say we just score your chances, mate, or go to Diaz and say we stop making mistakes. You know, it's because you can't you can't do those things in the boxes, and that goes back to the the sixteen seventeen thing. But you can coach what happens in the middle, and at least now they're obviously you know they're much better prepared for that than they were six or seven years ago. 
but yeah, it's it's harder when you don't have you know taken out of context. You oh, don't have the players. What do you mean? It's Man City. Well, you don't. They don't. You know they they've not got the balance. They got you know if if they could have chose their injured players, you you'd probably spread it around. Yeah, there's also like the the type of players there are, and you you you'd lose Alvarez rather than Stones. You know exactly, and that's not again. It's not because Alvarez is a bad player; it's just because you need a balance in there somewhere. So, coming up after a short ad break, we'll look at City's defensive problems plus the current habit of conceding late goals. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Let me talk is sponsored by you, the listeners. The best way to support the podcast is by subscribing via Memberful. You can pay as little as £2 per month, which gives you early access to all our podcasts ad free, and they're packed with even more content. That gives you even more minutes of us to fill up your week. Subscribing is really easy and the longer episodes will integrate seamlessly with your podcast app of choice, be it Spotify or Apple. Head over to lmtpod.com for more information on signing up and links to all of our socials. There is also something I've been thinking about on the wider, bigger picture stuff of uh, like the, 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 the way Guardiola's kind of pointed to, you know, sometimes good players just score a goal and it's kind of like how it works. Um you look at, at the opposition City have had in in the last few weeks. You know they've they've had a they've had a run of teams that are re- yeah. that have really good players that have, a, have opportunities to take those chances when it's you know when when they might lose the XG but they'll still win the game because that's the quality of team that they are. And 
you know, it, it, as grim as it is, and you know they've they've come through this this spell of three draws in a in a row. You know they lost to Arsenal, but just you know not long before that. Um, there is also the other side of the thinking that you know get Aston Villa out of the way, and the fixtures should start to get a little bit less intense over the you know right in the run up to the Christmas period. Yeah, we have this period again in in the springtime, and that doesn't look fun either. But it, it, this season kind of goes in a in 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 waves rather than kind of spreading your, your difficult fixtures out. And when you have a run of them like this, you kind of you kind of feel the pressure. If, if these three draws had happened in a spell of City winning against Luton and Everton, say, for instance, just plucking two names out of out of the air. So, like, they, they drew against Chelsea, but then beat Luton, beat Everton, and then draw against Liverpool. And then have another two games, they win them both, but then draw against uh, against Spurs. It just looks like the start of last season, where you're going, well, City aren't really putting a run together, but they are kind of there and thereabouts. But because all the draws have come in one place, we're sat here now going, well, this is that something something big is happening here, and it's all falling apart. And, like, th- th- there's oh, the... It's only going to get worse. On Wednesday. Well, yeah, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm certainly not um, looking forward to that one now. But you, you can see what I mean, can't you? It's like like you have you have also the hangover of you know we've had to work really hard to get this in this week, and then oh god, it's this team, and then it's this team, and then it's this team, and you've got a run of games that just isn't pretty to to, to be having this patch through. Yeah, well, it's come. At, it's kind of it's come at, kind of come at a bad time. But then has it come at a bad time, or has it just kind of exacerbated the issues that were? They've been there, and they're they're shown up more by a better team. Because, like we said earlier in the season, they're doing very well with that lack of control. But you know, it's a relative lack of control, or less control than last season. It's not lack of control always, but it's just more likely to get highlighted by those teams. And like they've, oh, uh, what was the stat? Four clean sheets in twenty-one games this season in all competitions. Two of them were obviously the first and second game of the Premier League, Burnley and Newcastle. Um, one was United, which is obviously an amazing <laughs> performance, um, and yeah, any other reason you can think of. Um, and the, another one was like the young boy, the young boys game. So they've not they've not been keeping clean sheets all season. But you wouldn't say, I wouldn't say anyway, that there was a defensive um, problem. Really, it's just that thing, you know, like, like Guardiola says, they don't concede many shots. They don't let their opponents have many but when they do it goes in and like there's def- there's loads of different reasons for that like you know when we talked about City conceding with their first shot on target in like January February time there was a bit of a run of that different reasons some of it was mistakes so you know like Edison for example some of it was just other stuff. some of it was like quality what can you do mm. um, I think maybe the Everton one on New Year's Eve played into that what can you really do about that if they'd bang it in the top corner um, but yeah I don't know I kind of wonder if the kind of not necessarily issues but the factors are there and then you play against a good team that's likely to, you know, very likely to to score a goal out of nothing if you give them the, the chance, and also to to take advantage of the fact that you're not controlling games. Um, but I, I thought the performance against Liverpool was very good, and they deserved to win. Um, but you know, it was yeah of the th- of the last three it wasn't games, it wasn't the best. It wasn't the best City. Like, yeah, if it was City from last season. They'd have battered them um, again. The first half, the first half should have been it should have been over at half time really. Um, but again, the second half. Second half wasn't great, and it, you know when Spurs equalised for two-two, you think, well, again, it hadn't really been coming in the sense but it had that been, it hadn't been coming, but it had been lot. coming, yeah, but, yeah, like the Liverpool one. So, like, well, if you're gonna, you know, if you're just gonna not take your chances, and then for the second half, just like arse about for twenty minutes with like nothing really happening, which again, I think you could put down to lack of control. Again, maybe that's my kind of, you know, I don't see the wood for the trees through it or whatever. But that's that's how it, it seems to me. Then you know that's going to happen, and like, again when they equalise, 
when Grealish scored at the end, I had exactly the same feeling about as I did when um, Rodri scored against Chelsea. Like, yeah, well, game's it's not, not over. the end of it, is it? Yeah. Like I said, I said to Charlie, who's the Spurs correspondent, I was like, they'll have one big chance. To be fair, I don't even think it was a big one. I was expecting them somebody to just run through the middle. To be fair. Um, so it's been going, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, obviously, it, it wasn't that. But I mean, fuck me, it's a hell of a header. Like I think Jack Pitbrook made the point with his Spurs hat on. Well, I suppose it's not necessarily any hat, but more Spurs than anything. You know, you, you don't see many wingers scoring headers like that. Mm. And again, it's kind of kind of City's luck to run into that. Um, but again, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think they're going through a patch. I just think it's kind of factors that have been consistent this season being shown up by quality teams at a time when also for whatever reason you know they're missing City missing chances and there's some there's some bad defending creeping in as well but I mean it's gonna if they don't beat Villa if they lose to Villa it'll be nuclear in in, in terms of my job and in terms of what the media reaction will be because it'll be okay what's going on now you know if they lose and all of a sudden they're six points behind it's like and in terms of my job in particular it's like well I've written about it three times in the last <laughs> week already. Like I can't do it again. Like I can't do another podcast on it. Like I mean, obviously we're getting ahead of ourselves now, and it reminds me a bit of going into that Liverpool game in January 2019, when the whole thing was, you know, if they lose this, they'll be ten points behind. And Guardiola was like, everyone's asking, what if we lose? He goes, well, or what if we win? Like it does feel a bit like that against Villa already. Um, and I mean, look, I, the thing is, I know they've won 13 games in a row at home, and they are obviously really good. But fuck me, it is Villa. Like, and like, they're obviously really good, but like you are City. Like you will have to just sort it out, um, but again, injury wise, like so. I mean, we, are we going to preview what what happens? Who's going to play? Edison Walker. Well, I, I, the, the the only thought I had, Tiesa Kanjiaki. Yeah, the only thought I had with all of this was I don't really care who plays because there's not really that many options. But there's one. Well, there's not. Th- there's one name I would like to see in the starting lineup, um, and he came off the bench today in Rico Lewis. Yeah, Rico. Um, but I mean this. I almost don't want to see Stones because look, we don't know the details. We mm-hmm. don't know the details of his injury, but it feels like, and this is, this might be completely wrong. It's probably completely different circumstances to De Bruyne. But Stones has been on the bench. He was on the bench against Liverpool. Guardiola said he's not he's not fit, but you know he's on the bench. And then he said he might play some minutes against Leipzig. He didn't. He didn't play any minutes against Spurs. And maybe he's absolutely fine to come back in and play. But I'd be very concerned if there is any doubt about him. And look, I, I don't want other people to think this as well or, th- or think I'm making a good point because I don't know the details. But I'll, personally, I'd be worried without knowing the details of banging him straight in midfield against Villa. It just feels it feels like it could go wrong. But yeah, then it feels you, like if, if he doesn't spent, play, it's going to go wrong. If you've spent so long managing the injury, it feels like a very uh, it's a very big welcome back, isn't it? That's what it is. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, I'm t- let me think how it could possibly... So if Stones doesn't play, Kovacic and Rico Lewis just in midfield and Bernardo as well, and then Foden on the left, and then will they just have to kind of just make Alvarez play on the right? But he yeah. doesn't really do that. Obviously, he could just put Bernardo on the right and Alvarez in the middle, but I'm just thinking if you want as much control as possible in the middle, which is a bit like what they did at, at Arsenal, I just, then I, you kind of need Bernardo in there. I just feel like he's absolutely going to... It just sounds disgusting. And yeah. there'll be no subs, obviously. Well, yeah, like, whatever the result, there'll be no subs. I just feel like he's taking out... He'll take. He'll end up taking a leaf out of the uh, 2021 start of the season where he just yeah. gums it all up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why he did at Arsenal, wasn't it? Um, so, it was, um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a very pessimistic 
outlook at the moment. But yeah, but again, it's you can only play the hand you dealt. That, though, it, and that's it. it, 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 it yeah, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. But but what what I mean is like if they were playing like Luton at home or whatever, you know, you'd be like, okay, yeah, fine, they bounce back. But again, it's just another kind of well, here's a team that are going to kind of get at your weaknesses. Um, and you, I mean, you can just imagine the type of game it's going to be, and City are going to have to do everything they can to to avoid that. But again, you know. When I was having a conversation with a colleague about, let's say, De Zerbi takes over and let's say they don't have control of these games, you know, like Sheffield United away, when they don't, everyone kind of dislikes it or thinks they're playing badly when they have the control now. But let's say De Zerbi takes over, they don't control the games, they don't win the games, people have been missing it. I feel like people are missing it already. Mm. Yeah. Like, go go back to, you know, the, the worst, shittest, most boring 70% possession game you could think of. I mean, obviously, I don't remember. Too many when City have played specifically like that, but let's say another Sheffield United performance. Oh fucking hell! That'd be the that'd be the best result. That'd be the best outcome. That would be a Sheffield United performance at Villa on Wednesday night. That'd be f- so good for City. That's what they need. In fact, looking at it now, that Sheffield United performance is one of the the, the best, or indeed closest, closest to their idea of how they want to play of the whole season. Leipzig away, United away, Sheffield United away. Why are they all away games? Today. Um, That's interesting. Uh, want, They've had good performances as well, obviously, like yeah. the Newcastle game at home. But in terms of the closest to how they played last season and their control over games, those are them. And there's a bit of a weird list that. Yeah. Um, I want to bring this in from Anthony uh, because obviously on uh, either the last show or the or, or a recent show, we talked about. Um, oh, it had been after the uh, Leipzig Champions League game. We talked about that same goal being conceded uh, in all the in all the Champions League games. Um, Anthony messaged me just to say, uh, "Late goals conceded. Discuss, please." Um, and I had a look through uh, this season so far. So Kulusevski in the 90th minute uh, on Sunday. Um, Alexander-Arnold in the 80th minute so I've I've had a look at all the goals 80 and later Um, Alexander-Arnold 80th minute against Liverpool Palmer 90 against uh, Chelsea obviously with everything that happened with the penalty there Um, Martinelli 86 against Arsenal Uh, Boggle you have to then go back to Sheffield United Boggle 85 um, which City obviously went on to win and then Community Shield as well Trossard uh, 90th minute Um, from those games those late goals have essentially cost City about seven points. Um, dropped two against Spurs, dropped two against um, Liverpool, two against uh, Chelsea, and uh, one because they would have drawn against Arsenal had they not conceded that instead um, at, uh, at the Emirates. Mm. Uh, obviously, the, the Sheffield United, they came back to win um, after that had gone in. But... Um, it does feel like like you mentioned before about like this game's not over. It does feel like that lately, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, I mean, in terms of patterns for those, it's like they're conceding with the first shot on target. There's loads of reasons for it, loads of different ones. Um, stuff you can do, uh, things about stuff you can't, but I don't know, it, it's it's more, you know, the ones you mentioned there, like the Spurs and Chelsea one, like you've made something happen here. You, you're going to get the win. You can't let it go. And like, why is that? Uh, but, you know, Guardiola's, and as far as I can tell as well, behind the scenes, you know, he's swearing blind that, you know, because I was I was driving home and they they played a short clip of his interview with Five Live and he was like in terms of the commitment and the desire to go and try and run and do all this stuff after winning no he's swearing blind that it's the same that there's no problem with that um, yeah I feel like we're just going around the circles a bit yeah but um, I, I mean it, like, it can only, like there's different there's different reasons for the late goals but obviously it's a concerning kind of um, pattern yeah it's that sort uh, of I think it, I think it, we I think we kind of know roughly why because I outlined it at the start um, and also I don't think it's going to be an issue for too much longer and even if it is they'll 
well, I don't want to say probably win the league anyway, there's still a very good chance that they will because they almost always sort it out. And when players come back from injuries, then that will help. But I mean, they've just when everyone comes back, sort of seems to get further and further away because players either get re-injured or new players get injured and there's always issues. Um, but yeah, I mean, just speaking of players getting injured and, and options and talking about Villa and, you know, this is the team he might pick and not make any subs. Like because, so because we're having the, the, the tone of this conversation and we're talking about um, the issues and what's going on, it start you know, when, when, when things go like this, it shines a light on, or people start looking at other things. Um, and I don't like I don't like doing it. And also, I get I understand the reasons why the players. Who, so now I'm talking about transfers. Mm. And like we talk about players who play at Villa and not coming on. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe he starts. Maybe he comes off the bench. Whatever. But Nunes, and it's kind of like what we talked about at the start of the season. They've probably, I think we said this at the start of the season, they've taken a step back on last season in terms of the strength of the squad, but they've probably overall improved things just, you know, just by dint of like freshening things up, new mentality, and the players who aren't ready straight away to go in will presumably get there at some point. Um, there's no, I, I, I just feel it's a bit cheap. I think it's, I don't think it's massively relevant because look, if Bellingham didn't want to sign for City, if Rice didn't want to sign for City or not sign for City enough, then what are you going to do? But obviously, if you sign one of those two, you're having a different conversation. Yeah, yeah. You know, things are much easier. Like Nunes is now, and maybe this is wrong, but certainly the way we're thinking about him, and this is where, you know, our kind of reality probably isn't the reality for Pep, but it just feel it's not another Phillips, but at the moment, you just think, well, what good's that? What good is Nunes in an injury crisis at Villa? And then you think, well, if it had been Rice or Bellingham, then, you know... It wouldn't be an issue whatsoever. But again, we're only kind of looking at that because of the context at the moment. But what do you do? What 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 do you do in the summer when you try and buy? Was it Bellingham, Rice? There was somebody else as well, a proper like rampaging through the middle ball. Yeah, but I think he was more of a kind of, you know, he'd be playing instead of Alvarez, De Bruyne kind of thing. But um, yeah, Kovacic was. I think Kovacic was a good bit of business for what it was. You know, like twenty five million, whatever he was. They were going to sign him regardless of Gundogan good player to have in the squad again I can't we've, we've said this before there's no point in saying now oh you know they, they wasted this money on him they wasted this money on him because three years we'll probably be talking about one or two of them were being fucking Ballon d'Or contenders or maybe they won't be but we've all had our fingers burnt enough to know that there's no there's no there's no point in drawing the conclusions at the moment what we can certainly say is they're either not adding anything at the moment or it doesn't fill us with confidence that they will. You know, the prospect of, let's say Stones doesn't start at Villa and Kovacic does. Maybe Kovacic has a great game. And, you know, maybe next season or the end of this season, he's putting in great performances. I'm not writing that off at all. But in terms of Wednesday night, I'm thinking, oh, gee, really? like, is, is that it? Like, what what are they going to do? Um, but again, like, I'm only kind of mentioning that because I'm, I've just seen like, you know, criticism of the summer and the transfers and so Like criticism of Guardiola, I mean, was he was he that bad today or in general because I thought no in general definitely in, not in general so, definitely uh, not, even in like midweek I... he was really good but like today like he uh, was good on the whole but then yeah with some notable fucking like okay mate calm down like but again like 
with I, I certainly appreciate with Kovacic and Nunes, and I don't really believe it myself, but I'm giving all of us that wiggle room for them to be great later down the line because you'd be mad not to. But like with, with Guardiola, you can't fault the signing Guardiola. That's a great signing. He's going to be amazing, that boy. Like, he's unbelievable. And there's no, there's no point querying that now. He'd be stupid. That, that is like throwing the baby out with the bathwater if, you, if, you're, if you're criticising him. Um, but again, look, maybe right now, are they stronger than last season? Well, they're obviously not, are they? But going forward, they should be. And again, no, the injuries just really haven't helped that. And again, we circle back around to this point for the start. And this is this is why we are where we are when, we, when we're talking about City and what's good and what's bad. That's it for the free version of Let Me Talk. There is more if you subscribe to the paid podcast, though. Sam, what is there for members? Yeah, Guardiola, Guardiola talking about City missing chances, so not just the defensive stuff, the title race, and finally the ref the bloody ref that's all for members those ad free episodes are longer and they're out earlier you can find out more on lmtpod.com if you want to send us an email it's hello at lmtpod.com we're also on twitter instagram and tiktok so just search for lmtpod on there thank you very much for listening we will see you next time I wanna hear you go.